Yo, what the deal, baby? What's poppin'? How goes it? What's going on? What's going on? None on. Yo, it's your man Dean Edwards. Welcome to another episode of the Father Market Protocol, son. Bring the beat in, cause I said so. It's already playing. How about that? Fix your face. Yo, big up, big things, Aguad. A great weekend. Uh, great first first week run at the uh, at the cellar. The the new material is is coming along. Pretty pretty good. Feeling pretty good about the uh, the new material. Um, you know, and and, and for those uh, those that are new to comedy, new material. Um, you you work new material. You always are working new material, but massive material you have. Uh, the reason I'm working on new material is because I want to go back to uh, want to see about going back um, to to Montreal just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal this summer. I haven't been there. Jesus, been I think last time I went was in '06, and it's time to go back there and remind these fools who's nice with this. And so, uh, so in order to do that. You know, I listen. I have my material mastered. My this the scent you get on 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 the road is pretty much mastered, fam. All right, so this is really all about uh, growing. And I I I prefaced, or I didn't really preface because I said it afterwards. I said it because I've said on this very podcast, the Father Monk Protocol, that you know I oftentimes hear about. Comics, specifically newer comics, saying, "Yeah, man, I gotta work this new material. You gotta master the set you already have, man. You know, master what you're working on so that it's flawless, so that you can do it in front of any crowd at any time, and you can always rely on it. You know, there's a uh, there's a point. So in the last couple of weeks, I've I've done everything from you know an AARP crowd and." In Atlantic City at the Borgata to, uh, you know, a, a black room in Harlem at a uh, at a Masonic temple and, and all in between, you know, um, this, you know, black room in Bed-Stuy, uh, you know, a uh, 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 fundraiser slash charity event at Gotham Comedy Club, you know, so uh, at Comedy Juice last week and then in front of an international crowd. Uh, that included people from Moscow in the front row at the Comedy Cellar. So you get some of everybody, but when your material is, is thorough, when the jokes are thorough and you you have the right amount of uh, funny mixed with the right amount of stage presence and, and confidence in what you're doing, you can get out there and know, here, I can go in any of these spaces and I'm going to win. It's never a question of whether or not I'm going to win. It's just how how heavy I'm going to hit them. That's in my mind. I don't. I don't ever doubt myself, and that's not arrogance. That's just confidence in knowing what you're doing. I I know what I'm doing. I'm a vet. I, I've I've earned I've earned that. <laughs> so yeah. So I'm working on some uh, some new material, but also still leaning on the the, uh, the old joints as well. You know, mix and match. I think last week when I um. Uh, I was doing spots in the cellar. I was, you know what? I was blowing dust off of some uh, some old ideas. And also, actually, I was launching into the set with some uh, 
new ideas remixed with some old ideas to make it a whole new experience. Yes. And it and it went well. So big up if you're working on that new material, man. Make sure you have your material already mastered so it's time to, to graduate to something new. All right. Uh, for those that are in the Twin Cities of uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis and St. Paul, you can catch your man at Acme Comedy Co., Acme Comedy Company, the first weekend, actually the first full week of June, June 5th through June 9th, catch me at Acme Comedy Company, and uh, and I'll be all over New York City in between now and then, so that so that this new material I'm working, I'll get sick of in a month, and, and, and it'll be mastered, and sometimes it takes long, I don't want anybody to think that, you know, you're necessarily going to master any new jokes within a couple of weeks, it is possible if you're getting up in, uh, enough, if you're getting enough reps. In the, in the um, more immediate future, you can catch me at Stand Up New York this week. Um, this first weekend in May, I'm at Stand Up New York and the uh, Village Underground this week. Village Underground uh, by the Comedy Cellar, um, Wednesday and Thursday of this week, second and third. And then the Stand Up New York Comedy Club. This Friday and Saturday. All right. Good enough. And here we go. So what's been going on, man? Yo, your boy, uh, I was watching the uh, the, the Cavs Indiana series. It's a good series. Made me wonder. And I said, I said, you know what? I want to bring this to, you know, what? let me hold off on going into LeBron and, and uh, Cleveland. You know what he means. Big, super stupendous shout out. To, to the fan art that I received. Big up. Yo, I got uh, I got the uh from from Zaz two twenty eight. Uh, uh Zaz two twenty eight specifically asked me to refer to them by their artist alias, so that's what I'm doing. I right, boom, yo, I got this uh. I'll read. I'll read what I got. I got a got a package. It was from my agency, so obviously they they contacted my agency, or or sent it to my to found my agency's info and then sent it sent it there in in uh for me. It says Dean exclamation boy before you tear into this bad boy story goes as such. I wanted to do a graffiti piece for your podcast, so I found a really cool purple brick wall and got to work with my trusty spray can. Big up all my graph artists out there uh, since I used to p- pick up the pen a little bit. And Anthony Rossi because we did his room that time and I got high. <laughs> I got high because the, the aerosol got all in my nostrils. I was a skied. Uh, but just as I was finishing up, Bruce Lee came over, copped an attitude with me, and kicked one of the words off the wall. <laughs> so, uh, um, I, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a rock designed with um with a brick wall and it says the further mucking protocol and Bruce Lee is kicking uh mucking off of the wall. Uh this is this is dope, man. It's real dope. And look, there's still just to give it a, a an uh, earthy feel, there's some grass at the bottom. Very dope piece. And then it says on the back, to Dean from Zaz two twenty eight because you rock, inspired by graffiti artist Zombie and Lazy Mills, 1986. So big up all my uh, artists. This joint is dope, man. I'm uh, as a matter of fact, y'all, yeah. By the time y'all hear this, you'll have seen because I'm I'm uh, gonna 
you know, put a picture up for um for this episode. Um yeah, yeah, man. That's 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 love right there. I appreciate that. Uh so feel free to, you know, send all your fan art. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I give y'all shout outs anyway, man. So so shout out to Zaz228. Um and everybody uh that listens to the Thundermucker Protocol and big up tell a friend, make sure they uh listen, um, support, download, stream, iTunes, SoundCloud, the whole nine. You know how we do, you know how we do. Blah, 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 blah. So thanks again. Um yeah, so so watching the series, man, and your boy LeBron, he blacked out yesterday. <laughs> he blacked out on that game, man, and it made me realize this dude, we we are living in a special era, and inevitably, people always go into the, uh, look, somebody's listening right now, like, Dean, don't do it, don't do it, you better, Dean, don't do it, be rich, you sitting there saying, Pete, don't, don't do it, no, I'm just playing, <laughs> but here's the thing, man, like, LeBron is a great player, as was Michael Jordan, as was uh, uh, Magic and Bird. And people don't give Kareem his props, but uh, Kareem and obviously Kobe and and Bill Russell and big old Oscar Robinson and Jerry West. You know, they're, they're, they're amazing players that have played in the NBA before. And there will be players that come along that are just as great. And... My question, right, my question without offending anyone's sensibilities because people get very territorial, people get very territorial with regards to um, their favorite athletes and such, right? And so I get that and I understand that. I respect that. But at what point does someone, is it possible for someone to uh, take the status of all-time greatest? Is is it even a re, a realistic uh, title to give? The reason I ask is because um, each era presents its own issues, presents its own problems, you know, um, or its own its own uh, challenges. I should say, not necessarily problems, but challenges. Whereas uh, Michael Jordan, you know, benefited from. Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and those those um, amazing L.A. Lakers versus Boston Celtics rivalries uh, of these uh, team dynasties that um, that that lasted in that particular case for the better part of a decade of the 80s, you know, and because Magic and Bird helped sort of remind or bring, I should say, bring the the game of basketball, professional basketball, to the masses, to where it became the, the global powerhouse in sports that it has become. Did they not come up? Were they not just as great? Like, what made Michael Jordan the greatest of all time in so many's mind? Now, granted, you could run down his, his, his uh, accomplishments and accolades, but if that's the case, then one... One has to argue, well, LeBron is, is, is creeping up on him, man. <laughs> you know, LeBron is creeping up on him. And keep in mind, I did not, you never heard me say, you never heard me say that LeBron James is the greatest of all time or that he's better than Michael Jordan. I'm just, for argument's sake, 
wondering at what point he he surpasses Jordan. Is it possible for him to surpass Jordan? Um, oh, you know what? I just realized there's a there's a Krylon. There's a <laughs> at the bottom of the uh, of of the for the bucket rock, the for the bucket protocol rock. I'm gonna rub this like the Apollo, uh, the Trump, the 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 stump of uh, wood at the Apollo Theater from from the Tree of Hope. This is gonna be the 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 rock, the rock of inspiration. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if that'll stick, but that's what I'm calling it right now. The rock of for the market inspiration. And there's a cry lot. Anybody that uh, knows about, um, you know, street art and graffiti uh, knows Krylon is a is is a brand of paint, and it even has the little red dots. That's see now. That's what it's all about. Paying attention to detail that makes me appreciate it even more. Zaz, two twenty eight. Do I have to say two twenty eight each time, or can I just say Zaz? I'm gonna just say Zaz, cause I'm lazy as I sit here and rub. The, the the rock of, of for the bucket inspiration. I'm going to keep saying it till it sticks. So I don't have to think about it. Uh, but yeah, you know, LeBron, he, uh, Jordan is great. No one can take that from him. But at this point, isn't LeBron equally just as? You know, now somebody, somebody out there is also saying, yeah, but Jordan didn't leave a team. To go chase glory elsewhere, and then, but yeah, but but LeBron did come back, did he not? At what point do we do we move on from that people? Because that's what people continue. I always hear people using that argument. Yeah, but he left. Yeah, he did, and I wasn't a fan of him leaving, but I understood him leaving. Um, I understood him leaving the same way I understood uh, KG leaving Minnesota after giving Minnesota. Uh, many of his prime years, and then he went to Boston and wound up winning a ring. See, that's when somebody wins a ring. When someone, if somebody leaves, and nothing comes from it, you're like, eh, see, you should stay where you, where you were. But when someone leaves and wins a ring, aren't they in a position to say, I told y'all, <laughs> y'all doubted my moves, but I knew, I knew what I was doing. You know, so and and I got swept up in uh in the Miami Heat hype. I think because I'm I am a fan of uh, LeBron James. You know I appreciate his game. I did like uh, seeing him play with Bosh and Dwayne Wade and the rest of the crew down in South Beach. I always said, you know what? I understand why people in Cleveland are upset, but it's if if somebody asked you, would you rather stay in Cleveland during the winter or go to Miami during the month of February? Where are you gonna go? If 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 you if you in your twenties, where you wanna go? You wanna stay? You wanna put on a, a parka? Would you like to put on a parka? Or you gonna keep it moving and go work on your tan as well as your jump shot? I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go get this tan, Jack. You know what I'm saying? I just that that was more a a curiosity. That's all. I I I hope I did not offend anyone's sensibilities. And if I did, oh well, your mother made you, mother f you. Uh, does that count as a cuss? Is that a cuss? That count as a cuss. Uh, I ate. Have you ever? <laughs> have you ever done this? You ever had some leftovers? You going like you going to eat somewhere? Going to a restaurant or whatever, and you're eating, and and you say you know what I'm full, so I don't need to eat all this. So let me save this 
but you wind up sitting so long that you start nitpicking, you start picking at the food. And then by the time you get you get home, you have like one bite of a burger left and three french fries. Huh? What happened? But but then that then that isn't that breakfast amazing the next day? Why? Because you slept on it all night. You said, you know what? I'm gonna get that burger. Even if it's only a bite and a half, I'm gonna kill that burger and three fries. Fries never really heat up well. Fries are not meant to reheat. This is the Father Buck Protocol for this week is eat all of your fries, man. It doesn't make sense to save them. You're not doing yourself any justice. It's not a good look. So keep, so keep, keep it moving, would ya? I would hope that you would. Well, that's what I did. I, I went to um, went to stand recently and had this. Uh, I actually had enough to to make decent leftovers, but I had um, I had uh, they have this truffle oil mac and cheese. Oh, let the let the homer say, man, it, it's it's delicious, and they leave it in the pan so it has a little crunch. Now, I'm not big on, y'all have heard me say before, I'm not big on um, changing up the recipe of macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese, if you're nice with it, it doesn't need anything extra. I don't need extra, I don't need lobster mac and cheese. I don't need, uh, uh, you know, veggie crumble mac and cheese or, or, or uh, you know, short rib mac and cheese. Just give me mac and cheese, man. Just, just give me a fork and a knife so I can slice my mac and cheese. Huh? So I guess down. But but I will say the Stan Comedy Club and restaurant, they have this truffle oil mac and cheese. It's it's creamy. It's somewhere between baked mac and cheese and craft cheese and macaroni, which I don't like. That that soupy crap. This stuff is good, man. Now, I know somebody out there might listen and say, nah, Dean, you bugging. You falling off. I'm telling you, son. I am telling you. Yo, I'm telling you. Just like Ricky is my name. Don't trust no girl until she feels the same. Treat her like a mother. Treat her like a Treat the girly well. Treat the girly well. Treat the girly well until you're sure of the scoop. Remember that joint? Yo, <laughs> was Slick Rick a misogynist? <laughs> That song was vile. I never even thought about it till right now. Treat her like a prostitute. Ricky, Ricky, come on. Ricky, why would you say such a thing? Why? Why would you say such a thing? I just realized that that uh Humpty Hump and Slick Rick are very similar in how they how they spoke. Not not to be confused with Slick Rick and Shock G. How long did 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 uh, Shock G think that people were gonna think he and Humpty Hump were two different dudes? Yeah, think about that. Am I the only one? Because y'all know, y'all know. Like, I, I hope I'm not uh, spoiling the surprise. Spoiler alert. But um, yeah, uh, Shock G and Humpty Hump were one and the same people. It was one. It was one person. Yes, that's right. It was it was one person. I'm sorry. I am so I am so sorry. I did not mean it. I am so sorry that you believed in it for all these years, and now I have let you know the exact truth. It is my humble opinion that you, sir, are fool for believing such a thing, such a thing. 
Rub the rock of motherfucking inspiration. I'm rubbing it right now. <laughs> All right, man. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm in a, I'm in a silly mood. Um, who saw uh, Infinity Wars? Hmm? Did anyone in this house see it? Dean, you didn't see Infinity Wars yet? What are you waiting for? You don't know. Alright, man. Well, why not? Money? It's expensive, huh? Yeah, I guess you're right. Spending money at the movies, um, taking your entire family out to see the joint, that right there is $60. Probably more than that. Closer to 70 because I think movies downtown Brooklyn, like $16, $17, Duke. That's a lot. That's almost $80, player. That's over $80 if you include snacks. I always get popcorn. Even when I sneak snacks in, there's something about the uh, the the effect the movies have on me. When I get in there, I smell, I, I smell that, that greasy uh, popcorn goo. That goo, that ugh. I'm, I'm, I watch so much porn when I put popcorn butter on. I'm like, ah, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> Can you imagine someone like, no, it's self serve. A word? And they go over there like, ah, ah, each time they pump. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's disgusting. Oh, man, it was silly. I didn't see it. I will see it. I'll probably see it this week. Um, I don't like crowds. Y'all already heard me say that before. I'm not big on crowds. I'm not pressed to see the movie first. Everybody else is rushing to see it, so God bless them. I, I've stayed off of uh, social media most of the weekend. Obviously, I'm on social media if you're listening to this. I, by now, I am. And, uh, and y'all, you know, I'll, I'll get to it. You know, they're, they're more important things in life for me right now. But... I've I've heard from reliable sources, um, people whose judgment I trust. Uh, they they've been bigging it up. I know um, I know. Shout out to Mike Lawrence, who's a big comic book uh, nerd, probably even bigger than I am. Has more comic book T-shirts than I do, comic book themed T-shirts than I do. And Lawrence, uh, he he gave it props. He said, he said it uh, it it was good, and he said it uh. It made him. It made him feel like a kid reading a comic book on a Sunday afternoon. Again, to me, that's that's like the ultimate cosign. If if you ask me, you know, because um, that's really what what you you know. It's funny reading, reading that was was heavy to me because I said, yo, you know what I that that really is uh. What we used to do, I left him a comment. He said, uh, Infinity Wars, Infinity War was everything I wanted it to be. It captured the simplicity of comic books, but also the sophistication. There was heart and humor in the middle of all the chaos, character deaths that meant something, and interactions that met the hype. All my major problems with the movie are with the, with the road leading up to it, but that's not the fault of the film or the people that made this. Never have I seen a comic book movie that made me feel more like a nine-year-old curled up with a comic on a Sunday afternoon. I think there's other comic book movies that are more accessible or culturally important, but none that made me as proud to be a fan of this stuff for almost my entire life. That's what you want a comic book movie to be. 
I'm so fat is what I look forward to. You know, I had heard people say, so, some, uh, I think Bobby Kelly was saying that uh, Thanos is the best uh, movie villain ever. I was like, what, ever? Where'd I said, over Darth Vader? Vader is evil. You know, um, there have been a lot of evil. Lord Voldemort? You know, what is the criteria for judging uh, someone's evil? For judging someone's evil, wouldn't Dr. B. Evil, Dr. Evil be the most evil since his last name was, in fact, evil? Hmm? Just saying. Uh, looking forward to seeing the movie. Looking forward to adding adding my couple of dollars to the pot of their their box off breaking box office breaking uh, record shattering weekend where I think they made close to six hundred million worldwide or something crazy. That's crazy. That, that's think of it. That's, that's it's crazy. That is crazy. Hey, you know what is you know what's crazier is that just helps solidify Sam Jackson as as the highest uh, the actor with the highest grosses ever. It just it just reinforces it. What about you, Denzel? I don't need I I don't need to do a Marvel movie. My movies work. Nobody saw that Roman Esquire movie. Yo, you, you have a you you have a problem with that? Did you see it? Well, yeah. So no, 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 no. Did you see it though? Yeah, I mean, I saw, well, then we got your money, too. <laughs> we got your money, too. <laughs> you had to sit through two hours of my terrible afro. <laughs> oh, shoot, that afro was, was funky. Um, but, it, hey, you know, but it don't matter. You know why? Because I watched Man on Fire for... Uh, uh, fourth time over the last, what, four days since Thursday, Man on Fire's been on, I think, three or four times, and at least three or four times, and I've watched it at least three or four times. Yesterday, catching it from the beginning. How about that? Almost beginning. Not the very beginning, but maybe we had been in maybe maybe 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes. Man on Fire's a good movie. But you know what's even better, huh? I'll tell you what's even better, Equalizer 2. I haven't even seen the movie. I saw I saw the commercial. It's enough for me to say it's it's, it's better. <laughs> it, it's a better movie. <laughs> that's 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 how I'm feeling right now. It's a, it's a good I don't know if it's better though. Oh Chris, you are you you are you you're you're trying to tell me that that uh that my movie Equalizer 2 is 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 better than uh is not better. I think you just say it to make sure people go to see it. You know what, Chris? You know what? You know what? You know what? I I I, I gotta say, you could be right, but I guarantee you, both of those movies, including the Roman Esquire movie, is better than Pootie Tang. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a low blow. <laughs> you know, that's, I mean, that is a low blow. Tracy, what are you doing here? I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. Last OG's killing them on TBS. It's killing on TBS. I don't, I don't need people to come. I don't need to be a movie star. I'll, I'll slum around in, 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 in television. On the small screen. I own that domain. And then I'll dabble in film. I could dabble in film. I could go. You can take it or leave it. People got paid to come see you. I'm in their living room. I'm in their dining room. I'm, I'm in their bathroom. 
Because some people got money. They got bathrooms in the shower. They're watching me while they're lathering up. Trying to scrub their body. Using a loofah. Using a loofah Vandross scrub. That's a loofah Vandross scrub. You know what that is? Uh, what is it? It's, it's, it's a scrub that as you wash yourself, you go, shoop doop doo. <laughs> this, is, this is just dumb. That's stupid. <laughs> and he's, he's up the Raptors. He's lost. He's lost his mind. He's lost his mind. Everybody's talking about the uh, White House correspondence ad, you know? <gasps> I watched it. Um, what do y'all think? Do y'all think that... Uh, that uh, Michelle Wolf was out of, was out of pocket. You think she was was bullying? I, I I saw people online, specifically the right. They were saying that she bullied, she bullied um, Sarah Huckabee, which um, so funny how they they uh, appropriate the language, isn't it? That that that's a bully. She's bullying because she. If you watch it, I actually watched it one and a half times. Meaning I sat through it. And then I, uh, I watched it um, partially for a second time, just to really, just to really hear and get down to specifics of what was being said as far as the jokes. Um, I thought Michelle Wolf did did a decent job. I think she pointed out a lot of uh, truths, and I thought she was, um, I thought she was. Um, equally uh an equal opportunity offender she she wasn't spouting a particular agenda for the right or the left she was um she was down the middle um obviously the current administration is i guess right leaning and so it seems like she was attacking the right because she was going in on the current administration and everyone that works below him, but she also went equally as hard at uh, at the at what they call the lamestream media. I wonder who coined that. You know they were proud. Like I think we got one. We got a new one. We could run with this. And yeah, what what is it? What what's what's the term? What's the term? How about instead of mainstream media, huh? huh? How about lame? Stream media, Mr. President. How about that? Uh, uh, it's 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 tremendous, tremendous, very, 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 very amazing. Good, good, very good. That's that's the extent of of his uh, number forty five's vocabulary. They're very, very. Uh, oh, it's, it's it's good. It's amazing. It's amazing. He always talks after he finishes saying something, and he always. He has these asides where it's like he stops talking, but his mouth has to keep going. He's like, oh, oh, it, 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 I love that word. Wonderful word. It's a good word. It's an amazing word. It's a word. It's tremendous, tremendous. It's, it's tremendous, tremendous word. It's going well. It's going, going well. Good. You know, not not like those guys. Uh, let me tell you about those guys. It's so, so you talking to anyway. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think she did a uh, think she did um, a good job. I think the 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 comic in me, um, my my analysis, my analysis of it was it was good. Um, she f- stumbled on a couple of punchlines, 
which unfortunately slowed down the pacing and the timing and the rhythm of some of the jokes, some of the bits. But, but people also don't realize how challenging that has to be because you're up there talking for 15, 20 minutes doing material that you've you've run in front of audiences, but you it's, it's hard to have every joke, every joke mastered because this is not material that is going to go into a special where you're going to. We were talking about mastering your set earlier, and it's nearly impossible to master it because it's really a speech more than a set. It's a, it's a, it's a funny speech, in my opinion. Is That's what you're, you're doing. You're delivering a funny speech filled with pages and pages of lines and pages and pages of bits, pages and pages of jokes. And so, therefore, it's going to be more challenging to you, the, uh, the, the comedian that's hired to do the job, to present everything without your notes. Imagine doing imagine uh, doing all of that and then forgetting bits. And when you go through all of the jokes, and I've, I've seen some people say, well, she had writers. Even if she did, right? Even if she did have writers, which is no surprise. I mean, she has her own uh, show that's coming to Netflix. So if, if you had a, a, a show and a team of uh, comedy writers, you ain't, you ain't going to use them? You ain't going to use them? Craig, Craig, come on, Craig. Come on, Craig. You ain't going to use them? You ain't going to let that, you just going to let that happen? <laughs> you know, uh, use the writers because you still got to fit it to, to, your, to your verbiage. Still got to make it work in your mouth, out of your mouth. So I, you know, kudos. I think, I think she did a good enough job and she pointed out a lot of truths. You know, she, she, she held up a mirror and it seems like people are now offended that she uh, held up a mirror and they had to look in that mirror and see, and see themselves. You know, she, she said that, uh, you know, you all helped create this monster that is Trump but he's also good for business. There's, that's not a, that's that's not a lie. That is a, a reality of, of that that Trump is good good for business. You know, um, I heard I heard uh, boy Charlemagne gave uh, down here today today to um, to the the head of the White House Correspondents Association. Which I was like, don't don't back up now, you know. Um, and then there are others who say, look, I'm reading. Michelle Wolf should be the one getting the Nobel Peace Prize. That's from The Hill online. That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> that's that's actually funny. Good, good. Because <laughs> uh, a girl or a bully, if if go, you know what. Go read it or watch it yourself because I I watched um, some of the news program this morning and I finally understood when people say don't take it out of context, right? Uh, I finally watched or I finally understand how things get taken out of context because they showed portions of her or excerpts from her um, her. Uh, her time um, at the correspondence dinner on the dais, uh, but they were they were very particular in letting all the the full extent of a joke land. So 
I could see how they paint the um, paint the story, or even change the narrative to make it seem as if Michelle Wolf is delivering um, some negative commentary and going in on on Huckabee and only Huckabee while she just sits there because some someone actually said online that uh she was bullying her and and was was you know called called her a, a lesbian soccer mom I was like she never said that that's what made me go and rewatch it I was like she never said that that so so whoever wrote that you were just projecting how you felt about Huckabee <laughs> not, not how she felt. <laughs> this boy's a dirty man. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to I'm trying, look. This is what um, this is what the associates, the associations president Margaret Talev or Talev did not apologize, uh, even though Trump allies wanted them to. She said, "Last night's program was meant to offer a unifying message about our common commitment." to a vigorous and free press while honoring civility, great reporting, and scholarship winners, not to divide people. Unfortunately, the entertainer's monologue was not in the spirit of that mission. What? <laughs> it's, it's actually in, 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 uh, because it, it's honoring free speech. That's, that's what she was doing. She was, she was speaking freely. And and reiterating things that have already been presented um, in in the media, and really just uh, remind like even the language like as for me listening, I was like, okay, see, some of the language was harsh, but this is harsh language that's being used by by the president, uh, the 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 current administration, and people that are getting so upset. I haven't seen them get as upset about things that he's actually said, not only before becoming the president, but since becoming the president. And they constantly make excuses, constantly find reasons um, and problems um, with the left. I'm sorry, the the what was what was the term? <laughs> the uh, the media, you know, the media for for um, being crybabies. You know, but now it seems like they're the ones that are being the crybabies. You know, someone wrote yesterday. I saw. Uh, you know, if you're calling, if you're calling her a bully, uh, then remember he's the bully that uh, created this energy around this 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 so-called bullying epidemic. Suddenly, you know, and, and keep in mind that that's this is the one that get me got me. They said, "Hey, come on, you know, relax. It's just locker room talk." Because isn't that isn't that what they they said? Uh, that was the excuse they, that they made. That we saw women make. A lot of women that voted for Trump said, ah, "It's just locker room talk. What's the problem? Why did I suddenly make her from Long Island? When when you decided to do this impression of a woman that supports Trump, why did you make her out in Long Island? Because a lot of Long Island women, a lot of white women in Long Island probably voted for Trump." I think they said statistically that that, that is a fact. I don't have the uh, the numbers in front of me, but there is a there is a a truth to that. I'm just I'm I'm just saying. Oh well, anyway, there there you have it. There you have to have it. Like I said, you can catch me. You can catch me at my old one fifty. That uh, pun. You can catch me at a cherry. 
you can catch it. I, I never liked that. I never liked that song anyway. I gotta get two hands. Yo, so as I said earlier, you can catch me at the Hackney Comedy Company. Uh, excuse me. At the beginning of June. Minneapolis! The 5th through the 9th. For Twin Cities, I'll be out there in the, in the uh, more present future. You can catch me at Stand Up New York this weekend. Working this new material, working these new jokes, son. As always, leave comments, follow, subscribe, tell a friend, download, listen on the train, on your ride, wherever you listen to podcasts on SoundCloud and iTunes. There you have it, man. Dean Edwards, I will scream at you in seven days or less, player. I'd all love two fingers. <laughs>